If you want to know what the definition of love means, then all you need to do is study God and build your relationship with him. Love is not as the world claims. The world skews the definition of love to mean something that it's not. But God is love. So to understand what love is, you have to understand God. You can't understand God without having a relationship with him and spending time with him. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals, His way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, welcome back to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad that you are hanging out with me today and it is almost Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of this this holiday. I never have been. I never will be. I think it's just a glorified holiday for uh, people to make money on flowers and chocolates and, you know, all the things. And so when we were in high school, I called it sad day. So it was S-A-D-D, single awareness day. No, it was just S-A-D, but single awareness day. And um, anyway, I don't know why I did that. But it's funny now looking back. But honestly, it's not that I don't like what Valentine's Day represents. I just think that we should be doing kind things and loving our spouses or our children or our friends all year long. So I just appreciate my husband is funny because he doesn't ever do anything on Valentine's Day. And it's partly because I've trained him not to. So now I'm like, oh, sad. I don't ever get flowers or anything. But I actually just prefer, I always tell him, I prefer a random day. That's not my anniversary. That's not my birthday. That's not Valentine's Day where you show love to me, you know? And so when he comes in with flowers on a June weekday, you know, it just is more meaningful to me than on Valentine's Day when it's expected. So anyway, that's kind of a tangent, but I want to talk to you today about what love is. Because love is such an important topic. Um, It's such an important thing for us to focus on and to learn and grow in because it's, that's one of the things that we're called to. We're called to love God with all our hearts and to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? So we're really called to love people and to love God. So how do we do that? But first, I think we need to understand what is love? What is love? And I'm going to read to you 1 John 4, 7 through 21. I'm going to read this in its entirety because I think it's so good. And I also believe in context. Like I want to give the context of the scripture before we talk about it. But here's what it says. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 
No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he is in us. He has given us his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have the confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. All right, so that is a full, full packed set of verses. But there's a few things that I see in there. The first thing is that love casts out fear. Verse 18 says, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. So if we're afraid of the future, if we're afraid of eternity or we're afraid of God's judgment, then what we need to do is remind ourselves of God's love. He loves us perfectly. Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whoa. I mean, seriously, nothing can separate us from his love. We can resolve our fears first by focusing on his insurmountable love for us and then by allowing him to love others through us. So learning how to love. Love the unlovable. Love those that you don't agree with. Love and love with a love that God gives us. His love can quiet our fears and can give us a boost of confidence that we need to love others. His perfect love casts out fear. We do not have to be fearful. We can resolve those fears. There is no fear in his love. Have you ever just sat and thought about God's love for you? Like really just sat and contemplated it. You know, like take out the journal, Sit there with your own thoughts in that quiet space that we never get as moms and just think about it. What is his love really like? <laughs> like, I still haven't figured it out. I mean, I just can't, I can't imagine what it's like to love with that unconditional love. I mess up every day. He still loves me. He loves the unlovable, those that we detest. He loves them. I just, it's like unfathomable to me. Like I have a hard time. Those I don't agree with, right? Okay, I gotta love them. 
those that do bad things. I still have to figure out how to love them. God doesn't have to figure that out. He just does. He is love. So first, perfect love casts out fear. Two, love disciplines and corrects. Yeah, we don't like that. We don't like being corrected, do we? (laughs) Um, I think this kind of, like you think about disciplining your kids when they do something bad and that's expected, right? But we are disciplined as well. When we do something wrong, we will be corrected because that's what love does. There's tough love, right? Hebrews 12, 6 says, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. He's molding us. That's the refinement process. That's us stepping into the fire and letting him work on us. Layer by layer, taking away the bad and replacing with the good. We're never going to be perfect, but he will discipline us to correct us. And we get a little bit better, right? We get a little bit stronger. We get a little bit more confident. If we didn't take that discipline, We would be like children swaying in the wind, right? That's why we discipline our children. We want to teach and train them to be better people, to be respectful, to love, to grow, to be leaders. And that's what God does to us. Love disciplines and corrects. Number three, love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 through 8a says, it bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And I know the first Corinthians verses are one of those that um, we hear at weddings all the time. It's the verses of love, right? And what, what love is. But it doesn't fail. God's love will never fail. He will never say you're too bad. He will never say you've made too many mistakes. He will love you without fail, unconditionally. What kind of love is that? You know, in 1 Corinthians 13, 7 through 8, it goes on and says that prophecies will pass away. Knowledge will pass away. But love will last forever. Love is something that doesn't go away. It doesn't pass away. It's eternal. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19 through 21 tells us that we are called to love as God loved. I'm going to tell you that's hard. That's really hard to do. And I don't think we're ever going to get there, but we can work toward it, right? We work toward excellence. We don't work toward perfection. 1 John 4, 19 to 21 says, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So God loved us first, which means we are now called to love others. We are supposed to love people well. Is that hard sometimes? Yeah, it's hard all the time. I think loving is one of the hardest things to do, isn't it? Like when our kids were born, we got this unconditional love for them. And I feel like even when they make mistakes, we love them. Like this is, it's as close as we can get to a God we love, loving our children because they, 
we see them through a different lens. But when it comes to others, <laughs> I think it's hard, isn't it? So one thing I think about is, aren't you glad that God doesn't say, oh, Mary talked back to her mom again today, so I'm not going to love her anymore. Oh, did you see what Angie did? She just yelled at her kids in the parking lot in front of everybody. I just can't love her anymore. Susie still hasn't tidied up the house. It's a mess. No one in the family can find anything and she's neglecting her responsibilities. I just can't love that. <laughs> no. I mean, these are just silly little examples, but no, God loves us with an everlasting love that I'm not even sure we're ever going to understand. I told you that in the beginning. I still don't understand his love. I'm getting closer, right? Every, every day I that I study it and I study him and I get to know him more. I'll get to know his love more, but I don't think I'll ever understand it because he loved us first. We need to think about that love when we're put in a hard spot with someone who seems unloving. Love does not mean taking abuse of any sort. That's not what I'm saying. Love does not mean that you don't walk away from things, that you don't set boundaries. But what it means is that you still can love and you can walk away. Right? Sometimes you have to put people on timeouts. Sometimes you have to walk away from a situation and never go back to that situation again. And sometimes that's the loving thing to do, right? But what it means is we won't have pent-up anger toward people and we will learn how to forgive. Hard? <laughs> yeah. I'm still working on that one too. Because there are some people I don't want to forgive, especially in the last couple of years in all the midst of everything going on. There are some people I don't wanna forgive, especially people who are hypocrites because there's a lot of that going around, right? I'll tell you to do something, but I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> you know? And so, but when we love like God loves, there truly is a peace that passes all understanding. When I actually put that love into place, there is a peace that passes all understanding. And I feel like, when we harbor anger, when we harbor an animosity and we don't forgive, it's actually hurting us more than it's hurting the other person. The other person isn't thinking about us. They don't care. It's hurting us. It's making us bitter instead of better. When we love with a love like God, then we have peace. There's so many different kinds of love, and maybe you've, you've talked about this before, you've studied this, but I wanted to touch on these different kinds of love because I think it's just so interesting. And in light of Valentine's Day, I thought, why not? So you have your romantic love, or in the Bible, it's called eros love. It's kind of a Greek word for sensual or romantic love. This is the love you think about, like, I want to be loved someday, you know, right? And so that term actually originated from the mythological Greek god of love. Um, uh, the Greek god of love was for love, sexual desire, physical attraction, physical love. And um, Eros had a Roman counterpart called Cupid. So Cupid is a Valentine's Day thing, right? So love in the form of Eros seeks its own interest and satisfaction. Um. Eros is that romantic love. You want that feeling, that sensual feeling, like you just want to be loved. And Eros love is really reserved 
for marriage. That is the biblical worldview. Eros love, romantic love, is for marriage. Now we have the brotherly love, and this is called philia love. And it's the type of intimate love that the Bible um, talks about that most Christians really practice toward each other. Philia love is love for your brother and sister, which is pretty much everybody, your neighbor, right? This Greek term describes the powerful emotional bond seen in deep relationships. This is the kind of love I think a lot of us seek, the deep connections with friends, the deep connections with other people. At least as women, we really desire that deep connection. We want to know someone deeply. We want them to know us and still love us, right? So that's what philea means. It originated from the Greek term philos, which means beloved, dear, a friend, someone dearly loved, a trusted confidant. I mean, that really expresses friendship, doesn't it? Philea expresses experience-based love. So you're loving based on your experiences with others. There's also a familial love. And I actually wasn't really familiar with this kind of love until I did a little research for this episode. And I thought it was pretty cool that throughout the Bible, they didn't leave out that love that a family has, the special bond that families bring. And this love is called storge. It's a term for love in the Bible that you may not really be familiar with either. But the Greek word, this Greek word describes family love. The affectionate bond that develops naturally between parents and children and brothers and sisters. It's like, you know, when you're family, you just love each other. Even if it's, it's, it is almost somewhat of that unconditional love. Um, you feel like you have to love them because they're your family, right? And so I just thought that was interesting. I've never really studied too much about the storge love, but now I'm really intrigued to learn more because I love that the Bible actually puts the family love in there. You know, as Christians, we are a part of God's family too. And we are knit together by more than just physical ties because the spirit bonds us together. As members of God's family, he calls us to love each other with storge love. Isn't that cool? So we are a family. All right, and then there's God's love for us. This is the ultimate love, right? Agape love. And I bet you you've heard the word agape. It's one of the highest types of love in the Bible. And this term really defines God's immeasurable, insurmountable, incomparable love for humankind. I mean, he created us because he loved us. And then we messed up and he still loves us. It's that divine love that comes only from God. Agape love is perfect. It's unconditional. It's sacrificial and it's pure. Jesus Christ demonstrated this kind of divine love when he became a human and he died for us. John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world. So for God so agape the world (laughs) that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What sacrifice that is. Could you imagine agapeing someone so much to sacrifice your own child? That's what God did for us. Isn't it cool just to sit and think about what God's love means for us? 
We can't do anything bad enough for him not to love us. Now, that doesn't give us a right to disobey because the Holy Spirit's going to nudge you and tell you that's wrong. Like, we want to obey because we love him. For our love for him, we want to obey. But when we mess up and when we do something bad, nothing is going to take away that love for us that he has. We are bonded to him and he loves us with an everlasting love, a love greater than we know or can comprehend. I think about how conditional my own love is at times for people. And I think we have a hard time really sitting with God's love because of how we love. We just don't understand it. We can't comprehend it. We don't love with that unconditional love. We don't have that perfect love. No love is greater. Love is not love. God is love. The world says love is love, but that is false. God is love. If you want to truly understand love, then you need to study God and build a relationship with him. God is love. Woo! All right. Well, I don't know. I hope that this blesses you today. It's kind of a different episode than I normally do, but I was just feeling on my heart in light of Valentine's Day. And I really just wanted to soak in God's love for a moment. And I thought maybe it would help you too. Um, Sometimes we just need to sit with that, especially when we're feeling unloving, especially when we're feeling unloved. Like just sit with God's love and it will give you a peace that passes all understanding. Let his agape love flood into you. So think about what you can do. How can you show the different kinds of love for everybody in your life? How can you love hard people? Loving hard people doesn't mean that you have to stay with them and build a relationship with them, right? It just means we see them through God's eyes and we love them and we pray for them because what we want them to experience the agape love that we experience. We want them to experience the forgiveness that God gives us. Oh, anyway, I hope you have a blessed Valentine's Day this week. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye winner.